ahead. Welcome, everybody, to Two Dope Podcast. It is September 21st. Beautiful, beautiful Thursday. And uh, I guess this is episode three, isn't that, Chris? Yes, sir. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm actually impressed. We've actually been committed to it and actually kicked out three. Qua- I, I'm thinking this is going to be high quality, so I'm going to go ahead and step out on a limb here and say put out three high quality episodes. High quality. Highest of qualities. I mean, I'm a little, I'm a little kind of offended we're not on Apple yet because I, I think the world needs this. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. So, how have you been? I've uh, been good, dude. Been good, man. Uh, just enjoying, you know, summer's last gasp, hopefully, and uh, looking forward to apple cider and uh, pumpkin spice lattes. Wow. Do you have UGG boots too? Just ordered them, size 15. Out of boy. Atta boy. Tom Brady's my hero. <laughs> you can't say that, man. <laughs> the metrosexual in me is, feels that it's okay. Yeah, all right, all right, I'm with you. I'm with you. Hey, uh, are you seeing Baker Mayfield uh, energize and and electrify Cleveland? You know, it's uh, I, I don't like the kid, but you know, it's uh, refreshing to see he's probably going to have a pretty easy time making this transition to the NFL. Yeah, it looks good so far. Yeah, I hope, uh, you know, I'd love to see Cleveland do something. I know what it's like to be the butt of uh, the football world. I'm an Eagles fan, so we had that stigma for a long time. You know, we were good but not great. And, you know, they've been dog shit for a long time. So I'm sure they would love to have a winning record for one season. And then start putting the pieces together. The organization went out and made some great moves uh, to get some people there. So hopefully they can put it all together. Um, I think Cleveland fans would settle for just a win. Like, let's not (laughs) shoot for a winning season. Let's just get a win. Yeah, I think uh, if I remember correctly, uh, if I was reading today, it's been three years uh, since Cleveland has actually won a football game. That's craziness to me. Um, you know, one thing I definitely am not liking about the NFL this year are two ties in the first two weeks. Kind of uh, lame as all hell, if you ask me. Yeah, I really feel like they ought to adopt the uh, college overtime rules where somebody's got to win, right? Yeah, I think somebody's got to score. You, yeah. you can't, you can't. I mean, the only thing is, I, I, ties just feel so cheap. It's one of the reasons that I always have problems watching soccer. It's just so cheap with the tie. Like, somebody's got to win this thing, you know? Well, that, that soccer sucks. Yeah, well. <laughs> I didn't say it was good. It's dog shit. It's the worst. Uh, so what's new with you, man, before we get too deep into this thing? What's going uh, on in, yo, in the world, I'm, Chris? I'm single dadding it this week, and it's been stressful. We've had uh, uh, my wife, Sarah, been out of town in Calgary doing hashtag epic shit and um um, whoa whoa, whoa, hold on hold on dude are we getting paid for that because you know i I feel like if you're gonna bring that up on the paycast she's gonna have to be a paid sponsor now yeah bro for sure i'm definitely getting paid or i'm just not getting beat how about that yeah well that's fair (laughs) uh yeah anyway so i've been single dating for a couple days this week it's been pretty fun we've had uh we've done some shenanigans we've wrestled we've you know done daddy kid stuff Dude, just tell the truth. You're going to Burger King and eating chicken nuggets every night. Well, no, it was McDonald's. For God's sakes, we're not peasants. <laughs> uh, we went and got Happy Meals. I'm a good dad. I love my kids. 
Um, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, exactly. No, nah, but for real, yeah, we did uh, we did chicken nuggets after pop star class last night, and then uh, you know we wrestled for about an hour tonight. We've been we've been going pretty hard. Good, good. Kids, pick yeah. up any new swear words? Uh, no, they absolutely didn't. In fact, I accidentally slipped one in today, and they both called me out on it. And they so they didn't learn it. They knew it was there already. <laughs> Send that into the corner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, let's talk about the elephant in the proverbial fucking room. Um, Nebraska Cornhuskers are zero and two for the first time since 1957 that's that's a long fucking time um that's older get... than my dad no wait wow. nope wow. no my dad's just a little bit older than that but that's a yeah. really old long time that is a really old long time uh, god i thoughts? hate it what i hate it thoughts? i hate it and i and i i feel like we're gonna be on three come saturday afternoon um i don't have much faith in going into the big house and pulling off a win but i i I'm not – I haven't been as mad or sad as I ever have been during the Mike Riley years. And I, I, I've got this big red mustache from drinking all the Kool-Aid. It's – man, I'm, I feel like it's all right even though we're 0-3. Like it sounds terrible to say, but I feel like we're all right. Like we're going to be okay. What do you think? Uh, well, you know, I think for Nebraska fans, I have a couple words for you. Hold – the fuck up. All right. Just hold up. All right. This is not UCF. Okay. Not nearly the caliber of team. And we're not playing the competition that UCF plays. Hold on guys. All right. Owen two is to be expected from a new head coach with a new team. I am not sweating this. I think the first year is a throwaway year. I don't expect us to do much of anything. Would I love to see bowl eligibility? Yes, but after these first two games, it's clearly going to take a while to get some things moving in the right track. What I am hopeful for is the aha moment. And I think you know what I'm talking about, Chris. The moment when the light bulb clicks on and things start to happen. Yeah. I would realistically love to see the aha moment happen against Michigan because I think if the team can really just start clicking on a few things, special teams play, less penalties – good consistent quarterback play and the offense making the plays they need to make. They could go into Michigan and beat Michigan. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think they're going to have to do everything right. The light bulb's going to have to go on and the Huskers are going to have to play the best game thus far in this season. Well, it's not going to take much to top the first two turds that they've laid. Um, but I, I'm, I'm happy that it's a morning game. I'm glad it's not a night game in, in Michigan. Like, I feel like that have a different type vibe to it. Maybe we could catch up sleeping a little bit. I don't know. But, yeah, the light bulb moment. It goes on. They stop making stupid turnovers. They clean up the special teams look. You know, they, they actually look like they're playing confident football. And I think that's what's going to be um, – you'll know it when you see it type thing, and I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I've seen a lot of deer in headlight moments. I've seen a lot of just not ready to be shining yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, Not ready I, for the shine. I agree. I think the most – I think the thing that kind of really takes away from this is all the comments uh, from the people on Twitter out there. Um, it, you can't lose faith in Scott Frost yet. 
You really can't. I mean, look at look at he's going to play Harbaugh up in Michigan, and Harbaugh's in his, I believe, either third or fourth year. I want to say it's his fourth year, but he has not even had the success that he should be having for a coach of that caliber. And I mean, you got to be realistic here. Scott Frost has one head coaching resume check mark, and that was UCF. Okay, this is not a guy who's done it year in year out. He's been a great piece of what Oregon did. He took that and kind of built a successful program at UCF. But that took time. You know, it wasn't something that just happened the second he got there. You got to be patient with this. You may have to forego one year before you start to see the fruits of that labor, before you start to see the recruiting talent come in. I I can't get mad at it. I mean, again, I I was hoping for a bowl. But now I'm going to have to just hope that we get a couple good wins on the board. Don't get embarrassed. But I, I think the aha moment is coming. Yeah. Well, and I, I honestly feel like, you know, there are a lot of internet, like, just turds out there. And I've been one. Like, during the end of the Bo Pelini era, the, all through the Mike Raleigh era, I was one of those internet turds. And I feel like if those turds would have been around the 80s, Osborne would have never made it to the 90s, right? So, yeah. <laughs> like – I feel like it's just kind of over-amplified, I guess, is what I'm saying. Uh, I think – I feel like most people I talk to, you know, my dad, the rest of my family, you know, people I know that like the Huskers, I feel like everybody's pretty level-headed about it, the things I'm reading. But, you know, there are there are some some Twitter, Twitter turds out there. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, just as fans of the game, I, I, I caution everybody to check their emotions at the door because – How dare you? Gotta... you? How dare you? <laughs> It's the most emotional I am all week long. Well, check that shit, Chris. The reason I say we got to check the emotions, guys, we fired a nine-win coach. We fired a nine-win coach. I don't know about anybody else, but, you know, in the coaching world, that's not exactly something people just jump at because nine wins is still good in most divisions. Which which nine-win coach are you referring to? Are you referring to Frank Solich or are you referring to Bo Pelini? Both, actually, sir. Oh, all right. Well, I'll take I'll I'll take your Frank Solich, but I'm I'm not good with the Bo Bo Pelini thing. He needed to go. <laughs> yeah, Bo Pelini's Bo Pelini did himself in because he he was going to rub the grain any way that he went. But you got to understand when you fire a nine win coach from a program, it's hard to recruit a nine win or better coach to your program because they don't even know if nine wins is good enough. Is ten wins good enough? Is national championship the only gold standard? And I think, as fans of the Huskers, we've got to take a step back, guys. We've got at least five years before we can even talk about the Ooh. national championship. Tired of five years. And I'm going to put it out there, but it, let's just be realistic, okay? Look how long it took Tom Osborne. Are we going to give Scott Frost that amount of time? Hell yeah, we should. That's, I'm so, ride or die with Scotty. So my only my only comment on this whole thing, and we can move on to the next topic, is we've got to give the guy time. You can't get down on him now, and you just, you know, yeah, maybe we go into Michigan, maybe we play great, and we come out with a win and shock the world. Maybe we go in Michigan and get our asses handed to us. Guess what, guys? It's year one. Game three. All right. What else is going on in the news, Chris? Uh, well, you know, I'm sure the whole world has been watching. The Rockies just act like they only had 142 games to play this season instead of 162. 
they shut it down about a week ago. Just got swept by the Dodgers. Um, doesn't look real good for my Rockies, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sad. Yeah, you know, um, I've got some big criticism on baseball, especially in this last month. Um, the Cubs have actually played, God damn, it's close to 30 days without a day off <laughs> because they've had a few makeup games in there that they've had to go and uh, take care of from uh, earlier in the year. But here's my issue with baseball. Do we still need 162 games? Well, it would have been a hell of a lot better for the Rockies if they didn't have it. But, yes, <laughs> yes, they do need that because baseball is a numbers sport. It's like it holds all of the numbers super dear. And, like, everything's based on the 162. The home run record's based around 162. Like, the RBI record, every record is around 162. You can't shorten it or lengthen it. Otherwise, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Baker Mayfield magic is real. Baker Mayfield, oh, my God. They just scored a touchdown and a two-point conversion on a halfback pass back to Baker Mayfield for a two-point conversion, sir. Baker yeah, Mayfield a, is the man. That's Philly special, but, you know, Cleveland doesn't stop, know how to run it right. Stop calling it the Philly special. That was the Baker Mayfield magic. Philly special. <laughs> Philly special. <laughs> Extra cheese. The Philly special is greasing a light pole and climbing up it, sir. That is the Philly special. <laughs> Uh, I'll just reserve my comments. Yeah, Twitter's already Twitter's already caught on. It's the Philly special. Anyway, Philly special. To, yeah, here you go. <laughs> back to baseball. Dude. Yeah. yeah, no, you need the 162, man. It's important. Uh, the numbers are, are supported to the 162. Yeah, I, I just – I don't know, man. I, I just don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think if you do take away games, I don't think you take it away in this back end. But I really don't give a shit about baseball in April or May. I'm not going to lie. Too much going on. Too well, much going on in the sports world. Why don't you – maybe you should go ahead and move back to Russia then, man, if, if, you're, not a, if you're not a baseball fan. You don't, like, you don't like apple pie either? No, actually, I don't. What? Same as my wife does not like apple pie. How is that possible? No, I love apple pie. I'm just kidding with you. All right. Oh, God. Thank yeah. God. Yeah, Oof. Yeah, I, I mean, I just think you need baseball in early April. That's what makes it feel like spring. That's it's important. Dude, it was like still thirty degrees here in Chicago in spring. I, I'm, I'm not buying the baseball. You're, hey, the listen, weather. you're the one who lives in Chicago, brother. You live in Denver. Yeah, it was still snowing in May in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, I just think you know. It's so hard because you want to see teams continue to play well, um, even into the playoffs. But, man, these guys get – I can only imagine how tired they are having played baseball April through September. And, you know, if you're going to go on a postseason march, you're talking, you know, potentially into November. So the entire month of October into November, uh, it, I just uh, – it seems it, – I mean, look what happened to my Cubs. We had to go to Game Seven of the World Series in extras just to win it. You and know, that was because that team was tired. Somewhere, Cal Ripken Jr. is shedding tear in this conversation, sir. You and you're tired. They play baseball <laughs> for three hours a day. You know how much better it would be to play baseball for three hours a day than whatever we do for our jobs? Come on, man. Tired. Yeah. I don't want to hear that. I'll drink a Mountain Dew and go play three hours of baseball every day for the next three years. Daryl, well, come on. That's baseball. It's the best sport there is. 
Well, I'll be spending a good three hours of my day on Saturday. I'm going to watch the Crosstown Classic here in Chicago. I'll watch the Chicago Cubs take on the Chicago White Sox. The White Sox aren't very good. No, they're not. And the kid they got from Boston, Kopech, Kopach, Kopechny. Wow. I think it's I think it's Kopak. It was, I think it's Tupac. Yeah, well, he he did something, and I think he's going to have Tommy John, so he won't be on the mound, and uh, I just hope my guys can just whoop some serious ass and just take it to them heading into the final week of the season. Hmm. Is it at Wrigley? No, sir. This one's actually at, uh, you know, whatever the hell the Sox is. U.S. US Cellular, Comiskey, uh, what, what else could it be? Sellout Park. Yeah, Guaranteed whatever. Rate Field, that's what it is. Guaranteed, Guaranteed. Rate Field. Huh, all right. Yeah, so we'll go see that. My uh, my folks actually have uh, some season tickets. Not the whole season, but like weekend series. So that's included in their season pass. So I always get to go. Big that's ups to the, big ups to the folks for that one. Hell yeah. All right, so... Um, so, let's talk about this. What the fuck is up with the Steelers? Um, they don't really talk about football much in 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 correlation to the Steelers anymore. It's all the other bullshit, right? It's Le'Veon Bell can't get a contract, and the offensive lineman speaking out about it. It's Antonio Brown. Um, you know whatever he's doing, I saw him chewing the ass on his offensive coordinator the other day. I don't – and then he didn't show up for practice on Monday. I don't really know, man. I'd, maybe they've – maybe like uh, Mike, Tom, Mike Tomlin's lost them, you know. Maybe he lost the locker room. They've heard the same voice for years and years. I don't know what it is, bro. It's, it's weird, though. Well, you have to speculate, sir. That's what makes our show fun. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know what to do with them. Listen, I'll tell you one thing. I'm not mad about it. <laughs> I love no, to see the screw the Steelers. Yeah. <laughs> of all of the teams. It's like the same thing as the Cowboys sucking ass right now. It's like my favorite thing to see. But here's the thing with Le'Veon Bell. And I don't know anything about his contract, so I'm going to speak out of turn here, and I'm only going to speak for what I feel. Pay him or trade him. Do something with him. I mean, I'm sure he's probably got a no-trade clause uh, heading into free agency. But – Either going to pay the guy or you're not going to. And just make up your minds already. I mean, I see Le'Veon doing Le'Veon and, you know, whatever. Um, I, I just don't get grown men who make millions of dollars having an issue with playing and performing for those millions of dollars. Now, don't get me wrong. If I'm in Le'Veon's situation, maybe – I think a little differently about this because, you know, you're getting banged up. You're only going to be able to do this for so long. You want to make as much money as humanly possible. Completely understand that. But at the same time, you're supposed to play for your team. You know, you've got kids that look up to you. You've got tons of fans who pay a lot of money to come see you every week. Where's your loyalty to them to be on the field and put out a good product and help your team get to the next level? I sometimes think it's just a bit selfish for Le'Veon and Antonio Brown. He's just acting like an asshole and he really needs to be careful with tweets of trade me and find out because yeah, yeah. that dude, was something, could, right? 
you could be on the Chargers real quick. You could be in Arizona real quick. When I first when I first saw that tweet, I thought it was in reference to some guy talking about his fantasy team and, and he was just having fun with him. And then I started reading into it and I was like, Oh, oh good sir, no, that's not okay to say. That's yeah. Yeah, I think the, they're they're a team in disarray. Um, you know, it started with Big Ben kind of not knowing his future. You got Le'Veon sold out. You got Antonio Brown. The defense is god awful. I mean, the the big shining light here is James Conner, who you know most people thought wasn't going to be able to handle the Le'Veon workload, but he's really stepped into being a premier back in his own right. So you know, all all props to James Conner. He played his college football at Pitt. So he's does a, the. He, does the running back does the running back position really mean that much? Like you saw the Raiders trade Khalil Mack, and he's probably either one A or one B for best defensive player, right? And he was expendable to the Raiders. Uh, I think Le'Veon Bell might have overplayed his hand because of Connor coming in and playing so well. It just seems that the running back position you're going to get your yards, like whoever you have in there, you're going to get yards with, right? Like. Yeah, no, I think you're 100% right. I think where these guys have to be careful is somebody is always waiting behind you for their opportunity. And, you know, James Conner, well, he is definitely not Le'Veon Bell, not even close to Le'Veon Bell. He still gives you production in the offense. He gets yards, he can catch the ball in the backfield, and he can put the ball in the end zone. All things Le'Veon can do. He can't do it with the efforts of Le'Veon, but he can do it. And I think where you've got to, you know, where these players have to start wising up, um, you know, world, these owners and, and coaches are only going to put up with your nonsense for so long. Everybody is replaceable. <laughs> I'm sorry. Everybody is replaceable. Um, you know, we'll talk a little more about Khalil Mack here after I get off this rant, but everybody's replaceable and you just got to get out there and you've got to perform. You got to get your money and you got to move on. But I think Le'Veon's doing himself a big disservice. Um, he's losing a lot of money by not getting on the field. And uh, it'll be very interesting to see how this shakes out. But let's move on to Cleo Mack. Let's talk about Cleo Mack. How do you feel about this trade, Chris? Um, I don't know what John Gruden was fucking thinking, to be honest with you, man. I'm super happy he's out of the AFC West, and uh, <laughs> the dude's a goddamn beast. I don't understand. I like. I saw John Gruden come out today and say, you know, it's really hard to find a, a pass rusher. Well, it's 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 not. You you have one right in front of you, um, and now he's a bear. Uh, he's a he's a he's a fucking beast, bro. He's He's amazing. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. I think the Raiders are so stupid, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you know, living in Chicago, um, it was kind of the blockbuster deal. I mean, he, this is a once-in-a-lifetime, once-in-a-generation player. Um, extremely talented on the defensive side of the ball. I think in his debut, or the first two games of the season – He's got as much defensive output as the entire Raiders defense altogether. Um, one man, one singular man. I think the Bears lead the leagues in sacks as well. Um, you know, I know you can't really, you know, John Gruden can't say it, but I mean, he fucked up. They fucked up. The Raiders <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. Okay. They really fucked this one up. But, you know, again, 
no players irreplaceable. So I don't know what happened in his he is, situation. He is unless you unless you had <laughs> unless you had Von Miller backing him up. I mean, he, I mean really. <clears throat> I mean, here's, here's the only thing, right? You know, you can get somebody. Somebody may step up. It's a long season. You know, he's got to stay healthy in order to be as productive as he wants to be. But, you know, we wish him all the best of health. No ill will to Cleo Mack at all. You're always welcomed on this podcast, sir. But at the end of the day, right, you know, the chemistry in the locker room, the chemistry on the field, you know, there always will be a control from the management side to tell the players you are not bigger than the team. And I don't know what happened or what transpired with Khalil Mack, but clearly in all his greatness, it was worth letting him go to Chicago and not be on the Raiders organization. And I don't know who allowed it to happen, but clearly they thought this was okay. Yeah. That dude ought to be fired. Whoever did that, to be honest. You got to be super fired or, oh, no, or keep him at the Raiders and let him suck forever. I'm all for that too. Yeah. Just, um, just really, uh, you know, and it's funny because my wife Jess got tickets to go see the Patriots play the bears uh, over the summer. And of course, you know, obviously we're all thinking the oh, Patriots are going to come here and just steamroll them. Though the hell we'll go see the game. But I don't know anymore that Khalil Mack could be trouble. He, and he uh, might break Thomas's leg. <laughs> and the Bears are, you know, the Bears look like the team renewed. So I, I'd be very interested to see that game now. Yeah, Prince of Mukamara, he had a big game the other night. I'm sorry, is that the guy from Coming to America? Oh my God. Holy <laughs> shit. You know, if I'd have said that, I'd be, I'd be in big fucking trouble right now. <laughs> uh, you could have no. tried. I would have laughed. A former Husker, Prince of Mukamara. He had the pick six the other night for the Bears. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Prince. Princey, now mm-hmm. with the Bears. He's been all over the place, but it's good to see him in a place where he can be productive. Yeah. Uh, Quincy Anunwa. He's know. having a big game right now. I just picked him up for my fantasy team as my uh, one of my receivers, and I'm pretty happy with that choice. Yeah, I got to get that done. I did not get that done today, and I'm kind of pissed about that. So, next week. Yeah, I lost last week. Got my ass kicked. Oh, man, I'll tell you, you know what saved me last week? <clears throat> the Rams defense. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're nasty. I'm glad I got them. I needed those points big time. All right, so what else do we got, man? I, I feel like we've dominated the conversation with a lot of football. Any any other good stories out there, Chris? Anything lighthearted that's making you laugh, tickling you in that special place? Oh, man. Um I- Oh, uh, you know, I like the UFC, and so today was the big Conor McGregor and Khabib press conference. Did you catch any of that, sir? I did not. I was out doing manly things. Whoa. Something more manly than the UFC? Gosh, were you fighting a fucking bear? What were you doing? Were you, were you branding cattle on the back of a steed? What were you up to? With a big chaw in your mouth? What, what were you doing that was more manly than watching the UFC? I was hunting lions on the Serengeti, sir. So, all right, all right. You know. Anyways, yeah, that press conference was good. There was <laughs> there was the adequate amount of Conor McGregor shit talking that you would expect. Uh, you know, Khabib got through some things. He he said some some words, and uh, I'm I'm excited for that fight October sixth. It's going to be a good fight. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I 
So what do you think? Isn't, isn't this not Connor's first fight since uh, the Floyd Mayweather debacle? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I wouldn't call that a debacle. I think he fared very successfully in that um, for having only boxed once. I think that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a good fight, man. It'll be interesting to see how it turns out. I hope just for the sake of uh, just for the sake of the circus that will come, I hope that Connor wins because the world might just explode. So, you know, I'd kind of like to see what happens with that whole. That will be a shit show, a spectacle. Yeah, it's always a spectacle with Connor, and you know, you know, it was a very intelligent cash grab. Definitely fighting Floyd Mayweather at the end of his career, so I'll give him that. But, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. He's a spectacle, man. I, I like it. I like it's in the vein of Muhammad Ali, you know, the shit talker who could back it up. And we all love that, right? We love the guy that can talk shit and then go out there and back it up. So, yep. Should be interesting. Faux show. So, did you see this video? Um, a mascot was actually listed on the injury report for, uh, I can't remember the yes. college. Yeah. Which college was that? I sent that to you. Yeah, you know which college it was, Daryl? It was the University of Colorado, the Buffaloes. Yeah, so this mascot. Buffaloes. Shot himself (laughs) in the day. In the Rocky Mountain Oysters. You got him. So this guy shoots himself in the nuts with the t-shirt cannon. Now, I'm not a smart guy, Chris. I'm I'm, I'm not. I, I think I know a little bit of something. But why is the T-shirt cannon pointed at your nuts and loaded? So I saw it from a different angle, and I think I have a little <laughs> bit of a backstory on it because the yes. angle I saw was closer to him, and you could hear him try to fire it like three or four times, and it didn't fire. So I think he was like trying to reposition it, and as he was repositioning it, it finally decided to go off. And it just so happened to reposition it right into his dick. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a video of him going off on the cart. And I, just, I had tears coming down my face. It's such karma. It's such karma. I wish that. Uh, I saw a tweet earlier today, and I don't know who said it, but somebody was like, and then they should just jump on it and twist his knee around real violently. <laughs> I, I like to say that that's the football gods giving us payback. Yeah, it's funny. For Martinez is like, but yeah. Um, so in other news, um, just kind of twisted and weird shit. I remember I sent you this video. I, I think it was last week. So a New Jersey nightclub was actually shut down for uh, lewd sexual acts that happened on its premises. So, uh, it wasn't me. Well, you don't live in Jersey. So, <laughs> uh, and you're a married, good, good Christian husband. Yes. Yes, absolutely. We'll say no more about that. Anywho, um, so this club gets shut down, and there's a video uh, floating out on the internet where a dude is just eating this chick's ass raw dog. Excuse me? <laughs> yeah. He has oh. got his face buried wow. in her backside. And this uh, party promoter is pouring champagne all over the girl. And uh, it, it, so it's really... How and dare you? I just... I don't know, Chris, because, you know, I, I got married three <laughs> years ago and I gave up my single bachelorhood and wild, debaucherous, young man, single life. 
<laughs> is this a thing? Do do people do this now when they go out to the club? I mean, I used to like to go out and have a few. I don't drinks, know. I don't know why you asked. Chat up the ladies, but yeah. I, this, I mean, <laughs> you saw the video. I'm dying. I'm dying. Are you watching it again? No, I never watched it in the first place. I know of not. I know not of what you speak. Oh, I'm watching. You watched it. We conversed. We had a conversation, good sir. Yeah, you've seen it. Um. Yeah. Uh. No, I don't know. I don't know what those. I don't know about any of that. I've. I, it's. I've. I've never. I haven't been one of those establishments in many, many years. I. Oh my! How dare you? Uh, <laughs> I, I just it, it's just yeah. it's so strange it was a wild um, video it was a wild video man and um, Chris I, I just think you know if they're doing this now right yeah we, we have beautiful manly gifted sons virtual reality and, it'll be virtual and, reality that's where it'll go to and they are gonna have to pick a wife out of this bunch dude no they won't it'll all be virtual reality by then I hope my kid just brings home a robot. <laughs> oh my god! Ah, uh, that was so super funny. <laughs> oh my god! Um, I'm trying to think of what else has happened in, in, in the world today. Um, <laughs> oh god! Oh, so much funny stuff. Um, yeah, so I was actually out to dinner today, and so uh, there's a brew pub that just opened in the neighborhood uh, about a year ago or so. Uh, so I guess it just opened, but about a year ago it opened. Um, and there's actually a theater right behind it. And so I'm going to take a piss and they've got this place all set up nice and elaborate. They've got a divider wall. So I'm like, oh, great segregation. And <laughs> guys in <laughs> fancy suits. And so I'm walking back there like I own the fucking place because I have to for somebody says something to me. And, and I'm looking around and Jim Gaffigan's fucking playing up there tonight. And I have not seen it is so a funny. ditch of advertisement in my neighborhood for this. And I am very mad that I missed out on this sweet opportunity to see Jim Gaffigan. Because I like the guy. I think he's funny. Was it like a, like a surprise show? Like a, hey, look who showed up. A surprise appearance? I don't think so. His name was on the marquee. So I, I, and this was Wasn't pretty well surprising. Maybe out. maybe you don't pay much attention. I, you know, I I just have usually they post flyers about the vegan GMO free health festival that's happening down the street all over the my front gate, but I have not heard about Jim Gaffigan coming. I I feel like this is a plot with these extreme liberals to suppress my right to be entertained by Middle America. Funny, probably voted for Trump. Jim Gaffigan. You think he voted for Trump? He's a white man, Chris. I, I trust nothing. Oh, bro. Well, that's very. I, I hope you know I didn't vote for Trump. I hope you know that. <laughs> oh my Chris, god! You have frosted. You have frosted tips. Listen to <laughs> biscuit. And can probably recite every song on the Slim Shady LP. Sir, <laughs> you and my book have qualified for a black card, sir. Congratulations. Uh, you have woo. your black pass. Woohoo! All right. So I know you're good, but yeah, you know. Right. 
No, it was just kind of funny because we've had a lot of big names come through this theater. Uh, Kelly, or, wow, what the heck is that chick's name? Jennifer Hudson actually did a concert at this theater um, a few months back. Again, we were there for dinner. Hey, Jennifer Hudson's here. I just feel like they don't promote it right. And I, I wish they would do a better job of it because I would go see a hell of a lot more shows if I just knew they were coming. Huh. Well, um, you know, we would sell advertisement. We could then 24 of our listeners could hear about it and go to it. And that would be beneficial to them, I imagine. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I love our listeners. I, I know they are, they are truly supporting us. Um, I wish they would interact with us on Twitter, you know, and stop being a bunch of slackers, but I still love them. I still love them. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, we're going to need to wrap this up because the uh, YFA is going to be home from Calgary here in Calgary, as the Canadians like to say, Calgary. Uh, she's going to be home here directly, and then I'm going to have to, uh, you know, I'm going to get to talk to her about her day and stuff. Mm, so if I understood that correctly, Chris, you're saying we need to wrap this up so you can light the candle, slip into your <laughs> loincloth, <laughs> set <laughs> rose <laughs> petals all upon the bed. That's and a, pop that open is, a bottle of bubbler. That is a hundred percent how it's gonna go. <laughs> Got me. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Got him. Uh. <laughs> All right. And I it. figured as much. I yep. figured as much. So uh so uh let's just hope for a big husker win against Michigan, I guess. And uh if the Huskers hopefully. win, we're gonna do a podcast on Saturday afternoon at about two o'clock. So <laughs> shooting fireworks off in the cold section. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Running around like Yosemite Sam shooting pistols in the air. Yeah, watch yeah, out. Watch out. I, better, I better put an advertisement out on next door and let everybody know stay indoors on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, and I saw your neighbor is a Kansas fan. Yeah, yeah, he's a dick. Yeah, you should do a flaming bag of poo on his doorstep. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, kids, I need you to eat all these raisins, all these dates, and drink this laxative. And then, nope, nope, not the potty. In the bag. Over at Cody's house, yes. All right, just want to give a shout-out to uh, Everything Reviewed Podcast. They hit us up on Twitter. Um, wanted us to, I said, what should we talk about on our podcast tonight? And they said, talk about their podcast um, so there you go, guys. There's your free advertisement. So you better shout us out. Um, we'll be listening. And we're we're definitely two hardcore gangster motherfuckers that will roll two, up on two you. Two dope brothers. We'll roll up on you and fuck some shit up if we, if we don't hear our names out there. So. Wow, that's terrifying, dude. I am about a bottle into this delicious buttery chardonnay. And- that's I, what brings the thug out of me. I am drinking water. What? I, I didn't know drinking was optional during this thing. We're going to ratchet this shit up next week. Here we go. Dude, I can't do this sober. Are you kidding me? Oh, uh, well. God. This is better to ask sober. for forgiveness than permission. <laughs> My yeah. God, dude. Yeah, get, a thir- <laughs> get a 30 rack of bush light and let's turn this uh, shit up with 10. Hey, we only drink Budweiser around these parts. Good old American Budweiser <laughs> beer. Harvested by the wheat that was cut down by slaves in the 1800s. But, you know, continue to drink your slavery oppressing beer. (laughs) Jesus. This is why you need to have beer. So this way you can (laughs) laugh at this shit. (laughs) 
Oh man! All, All right. right. Well, All right. we'll wrap this up. The uh, God, I, I've been Daryl, and I've been Chris, and this has been one hell of a good time. Uh, Two dope podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with more funny, hilarious shenanigans, and Chris will uh, pop his cherry and actually drink a beer on the podcast. Hey, hell yeah! His shot of Jack Daniels. Oh yeah, that sounds good. I got some Hennessy White, so I'm gonna do that. Racist. All right, later. <laughs> later. <laughs> Hey, thanks guys again for listening to Two Dope Podcasts. We really appreciate having you guys on. We really love to hear back from you and uh, know what kind of feedback you have for us. If there's anything we can improve on or if there's anything you would like to hear us talk about, please visit us on Twitter at T-W-O-D-O-P-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. That's right. Visit us at Two Dope Podcasts. And we would love to hear your feedback so we can help improve and make better episodes. Thanks a lot for listening, guys, and we really appreciate you.